One of CNN's producers has been accused of engaging in pedophilic acts. The media is being exposed for being full of pedophiles and liars. I have once again been censored for calling out biological science. And IHOP is being canceled for telling the truth about the economy. Welcome back to another episode of Rapid Fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez, your host for this episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Before we get into all of this insanity and all of this news, please remember that if you like my work, to subscribe on my website, savsaysofficial.com, or go check out my locals, savsays.locals.com. There are things that we cannot discuss, and there are videos that I can't post here on YouTube and that have since been taken down and deleted, but you could always find all of my extra content on, on my website, on locals, or of co- course on the podcast. You can find the podcast Rapid Fire with Savannah Hernandez on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play, anywhere you can find your podcast. And let's get into the show because it was actually a jam-packed weekend for news. There was a lot that went on and there was a lot that happened at the tail end of last week that we'll go over as well. Starting off with Brian Williams quitting TV He's being quoted saying on one of his last broadcasts, America in 2021 is unrecognizable. Also, since Brian Williams has stepped down, Chris Wallace from Fox News said that he's going to CNN Plus. Have fun over there, Chris Wallace. Pretty sure nobody on the right liked you anyway, so good riddance on that front. But Brian Williams, so... He says, no more news. He's done with it because America in 2021 is just unrecognizable. And how did we get to this point in society where America has become this way? I want to read you guys his exact quote here. It says, longtime NBC News broadcaster Brian Williams issued a strange warning Thursday as he retired from his 11 p.m. MSNBC show. The reality is, though, I will wake up tomorrow in America of the year 2021, a nation unrecognizable to those who came before us and fought to protect it, which is what you must do now, Williams said. They've decided to burn it all down with us inside. That should scare you to no end as much as it scares an aging volunteer fireman. Now, I just want to highlight how ridiculous this is, how ridiculous Brian Williams is for saying that America in 2021 is unrecognizable. And why do I say that? Because Brian Williams himself is a part of the problem and the reason why America in 2021 is unrecognizable. Let's take a a quick peek at Brian Williams' past because some of you may not know that he actually lied about um, his coverage of the Iraq war back in 2003. He reportedly claimed that while reporting in Iraq in 2003, the helicopter that he was at was fired at and it needed to undergo an emergency landing, according to Vanity Fair. However, soldiers on board disputed Williams' claims. So uh, basically, he says that it was attributed to brain fog and he just accidentally reported this incorrectly, blah, blah, blah. But he's done this several times, and he is a part of the mainstream media that is the problem with this entire country. So many people try to get down to the nuts and bolts of why we are so divided, of what truly is the catalyst of so much chaos and division in America today. And it can always be traced back to the media, whether it's racial division, whether it's just lies about what is currently going on in society, whether it's coverage for the Biden administration and just straight up propaganda on the streets of America, it can always be brought back to the media. I wrote down a couple of things that the media has lied to us about over just the past couple of years. Let's start off with the uh, Waukesha terror attack, where the mainstream media, you know, that's already added the news completely. If it was a white man who had 
specifically said he didn't like black people in the past and then decided to drive his SUV through a Christmas parade, injuring over 40 people, children included, killing some. How do you think the media would have responded to that? It would have been national news for months to come, just like Charlottesville, another media lie, how, uh, you know, Donald Trump said that he condemned the white supremacists and neo-Nazis in Charlottesville, but then the media took that and said that Donald Trump supported the white supremacists and neo-Nazis in Charlottesville, another media lie. The media has so much power in this country. Let's take a peek. George Floyd, Antifa being a myth, Russian collusion, uh, again, Jussie Smollett, There's so many things that the media has misled us on, has lied to us about, and has caused further racial division in this country about. Let's talk about the vaccine, too. Like, that's the number one thing, COVID, okay? There was a COVID tracker all last year because the media knows that fear sells, and that is why the media was intent on scaring everybody for the past two years and still is intent on keeping people afraid because that's what gets clicks. That's what makes headline news. I talked about this in one of my last shows about how if you look at Fox News, which again, still isn't my favorite versus CNN, for example, you will see that Fox News will at least say, okay, we talked to a doctor about Omicron and it turns out that the symptoms are actually very mild. Uh, Why are we getting more booster shots? We have Tucker Carlson, who's a part of Fox News that is constantly calling out a lot of the establishment lies. And then you go over to CNN and they are profiting off of fear mongering. They're profiting off of lies. They're profiting off of rage, off of Again, racial division. I keep bringing that up over and over and over again because it is one of the most effective tools used in keeping us all divided and distracted on the real problems and what is actually happening to our society. But it's the media. It's the media always. And it's hilarious to me that Brian Williams has the audacity to come out at the end of his career and say that America is unrecognizable. Well, that would be because of you, sir. You were the problem. You were the one that contributed to making America what it is today. You were a part of subverting an entire country, demoralizing an entire generation. So congratulations to CNN, everybody that worked there, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, all of these mainstream media outlets, they suck and they are the problem with our society. Now, Jack Bosovic points out because, again, it's not just... You know, Brian Williams, who has been out of the news recently. We also saw Chris Cuomo, who has recently been fired for trying to protect his murderous brother. Of course, not because uh, Andrew Cuomo, you know, murdered tens of thousands of elderly with his COVID response. That's not what Chris Cuomo was trying to protect his brother from, because for some reason, nobody cared about that. People only care about COVID response or Dr. Fauci's atrocities when it comes to him experimenting on beagles for some reason. That garners so much public outrage and hashtags. But when it's the American public that's being experimented on or being treated awfully because of Dr. Fauci's guidance. No one seems to care. No one seems to be outraged about it. It's the Beagles for some reason. So getting back to Chris Cuomo and his brother, Andrew Cuomo, ex-governor of New York, it wasn't his COVID response that Chris was protecting his brother from. It was, of course, the sexual allegations against his brother that Chris Cuomo was trying to tip him off on and, you know, use his status to try to do some investigation into things with, leading to him getting fired from CNN. Now, Jack Posobiec tweets out, remember when Chris Cuomo was fired and he said he would miss the special group of people at CNN he worked with? 
the senior producer was just arrested for raping children. So I titled the show today, Who Runs the Media, Pedophiles and Liars, because that is who runs our media. That's who who is allowed to dictate what is reality in our society. And that in itself is terrifying. Now let's go ahead and take a peek at this producer. He looks exactly as you would expect him to. And I'm going to read an article from the Daily Mail on this screen that reads, CNN's Chris Cuomo's Chris Cuomo's CNN producer is accused of luring mom and of nine-year-old daughter to his Vermont ski home to train the minor to be sexually submissive, telling them a woman is a woman regardless of her age. And again, you guys can see that producer on screen. Absolutely disgusting. Seems to be best buds with Chris Cuomo. Let's go ahead and go into this article a little bit more. John Griffin, 44 of Stamford, Connecticut, has been arrested and charged with enticing minors to engage in unlawful sexual activity. From April to July of 2020, Griffin allegedly used online messaging applications to communicate with people purporting to be the parents of minor daughters. He allegedly attempted to impress ideas that a woman is a woman regardless of her age and that women should be sexually subservient and inferior to men. Griffin, who was a producer with CNN, is alleged to have sought to persuade parents to allow him to train their daughters to be sexually submissive. In June 2020, Griffin paid $3,000 for a mother of nine and 13-year-old daughters to fly to Nevada to Boston to be trained properly. After picking them up, the daughter alleged was allegedly was directed to engage in unlawful sexual activity at Griffin's request. In April 2020, Griffin held a virtual training session instructing a mother and her 14-year-old daughter to remove their clothing and touch each other. On each count, Griffin faces a mandatory minimum sentence of 10 years in jail. So absolutely disgusting. These are the types of people that CNN is employing. Again, let's just go ahead and look at this pedophile's face. He has no place in society. And again, death the pedophiles. I don't know how many more times I have to say this, and I don't understand why that isn't a thing because what I just read disgusts me and infuriates me to no end. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm a little bit tired today. It was a long weekend. I've been working nonstop. Christmas break is about to come up. So I've been putting in the extra hours on the weekend. I was tired before I started this show. And then I just had to read that article about these poor children who are being manipulated and raped by a grown man and their mothers for crying out loud. That's absolutely disgusting to me. And 100% death death penalty to pedophiles. Now let's go ahead and look at the cover-up as well of uh, child sex trafficking by the media. Now, The Atlantic put out this article, Across the United States, well-meaning citizens are raising awareness about a child sex trafficking epidemic that doesn't exist. And then uh, Kate Tiffany unpacks how an internet conspiracy theory birthed a 21st century moral panic. And then the Atlantic headline just reads, The Great Fake Child Sex Trafficking Epidemic. Now, why anybody would try to downplay child sex trafficking, I don't know. Because it is a very big issue in our society. If we look to our open borders here in the U.S., children constantly being raped and sex trafficked across the open border. Joe Biden and his entire administration are complicit in that and allowing it to happen. We have people like Eliza Blue who are sex trafficking or human trafficking victims who have spoken out about this. We have people like Yako Boyens who make it their life's work to try to combat this and try to help the children who are the victims of child sex trafficking. It is a very big issue in our country. But of course, the Atlantic, instead of actually trying to do good 
with their platform and highlight what is actually going on in this country, maybe some of the areas that are at higher risk for child sex trafficking, what do they write? They have to write this QAnon article trying to downplay child sex trafficking as a whole, which is not surprising to us, especially since we are now seeing Lauren Powell Jobs, Steve Jobs' widow, and Ghislaine Maxwell together. Oh, and by the way, she owns the Atlantic. This comes from Josh Laycatch on Twitter. He pointed this out. But why does it always seem that these media heads, the people that own the media, run the media, or, you know, are the people delivering you news in the media, always have such close ties to pedophiles in some way, shape, or form? And again, we just read that headline from the Atlantic that the child sex trafficking epidemic is actually fake. And then we find out that the owner of the Atlantic was rubbing noses with Ghislaine Maxwell. So all of these people continuously tied, continuously connected, no matter what it is, whether it's pedophilia in the media or COVID in our politicians, and again, the media, it's always all inter, inter, like intertwined and intermingled. And it's disgusting to see and I don't even want to look at this picture of Ghislaine Maxwell with her boobs out because it's disgusting the fact that she I don't even want to get into it all I have to say is that death penalty to pedophiles is something that 100% needs to be pushed in our society and if you're not on board with that then you're clearly a pedophile in yourself if you're advocating for the whole definition of pedophile to be uh, you know transitioned into maps because that's more inclusive. No, absolutely not. The inclusivity of pedophilia is not okay. We should not as a society ever accept that. And if we cannot agree on the basis of just the fundamental fight to protect our children, like if we can't agree on that as a society to protect kids, then just start the rapture. That's it. That's that's the only thing I can say. Like, there's no hope for us left. There's nothing for us to agree on. So many people in the political realm have been talking about secession and how we need to just break up as a nation and become divided because it is very true that we are such stark contrast between people who want traditional family, who want to protect kids, who do agree in the sanctity of life and religion and freedom. And then you have people on the other side who just want to burn everything down, loot, steal, rape your children, think pedophilia is okay, think that indoctrinating the next generation is a good thing. And I can't live with those types of people. I can't. I really cannot. And the majority of America feels the same exact way. But unfortunately, that psychotic minority that should be locked up in mental institutions because they truly are mentally ill. I have gone to many of these rallies and protests where these Antifa or just like LGBTQ pedophile members are psychopaths. They're there. They're like when you are in their groups, you can feel the demonic energy emanating off of them. And if you think that's me being dramatic, try going to one of these rallies yourself. There's satanic imagery on all of their clothing. They're constantly covered in self-harm scars, their arms and their legs. It is very, very disturbing. And so when I say that these people need help and that they should not be accepted members of society, I mean it. And it's because I've physically seen who these people are, and they're crazy, crazy. <clears throat> now, I did a little bit of Christmas shopping over this past weekend, and I was looking at some perfumes and colognes. 
And I was trying to ask, you know, a woman for help. And she goes, oh, well, these ones over here are really nice. They're uh, gender neutral. And I just said, okay, in my mind, like, how have we reached the point in society where I can't even differentiate a scent for a man or a woman, a cologne or a perfume, because now we have this gender neutral bullshit. I am getting so tired of it. I'm so tired of walking into department stores and seeing LGBTQ flags and rainbows on kids' clothes. I, I don't want to see it anymore. I don't give a shit about your gender, like your gender, gender neutral lifestyle. I can't even say it properly. And I'm so tired of having to talk about this subject because it's absolutely ridiculous. I'm going to calm down. I'm going to calm down. I'm a little bit heated because Instagram uh, removed one of my posts and stopped me from the ability to go live on my social media account and also threatened to delete my account because I had the audacity to say that only women can get periods. And I'll show you the post that I put up here in a second. It was horrific. Uh, but first, let's look at this uh, latest study that says seven in 10 young adults view their fashion style as gender fluid. The reason, again, I had to have my little meltdown right there about the gender fluid cologne and perfume, whatever the hell, is because I saw this article and I was like, okay, we are seeing such a mass movement right now to make Everything gender fluid, everything gender neutral to erase gender, to erase any form of normalcy in our society. And why is that? I'll delve into it a little bit more as we get into a couple more of these headlines. But uh, again, apparently fashion styles in Zoomers and millennials, seven out of 10 say that they're gender neutral. Going into this actual study, it was a very small sample of people that they actually asked about this. And I'm sure if they came to a red state like Texas or Florida and asked this question, that number would be severely less. It'd probably be like one out of 10 people dresses as gender neutral. But again, the media loves to do this where they take small sample sizes and try to say that that's the majority of people who do that when in reality it's not. Now let's get into why it was censored off of Instagram. Um... Again, <clears throat> I've held many protests. I've held many signs. I pushed back in real life against people and went head to head with trannies and have told them that only women can get periods. And as a man, uh, you can't get a period. And if you're bleeding out of your dick, go to the doctor because there's something wrong with you. So I saw this on Twitter and I decided to post it on my Instagram. So, uh, if you're a podcast listener, you're blessed and you're very lucky you don't have to be viewing this right now. Uh, but as you guys can see, this comes from an Instagram page titled Awa Period Care. So apparently they make period underwear and this man is wearing them. Okay, and this is this man's story. It says Jay, who is a transgender female, gets a period due to medications he's on to affirm his gender identity. Will's menstruation in trans bodies is not overly understood. Jay's experience does not seem uncommon with Trans Hub Australia stating that upon starting feminizing hormones, they experience a, uh, I can't read what that word is there, a popular and varying hormonal cycle. Sorry, it's cut off by this little thing here. Oh, a regular and varying hormonal cycle. Little research has been done on this phenomenon, but it can still exist and affect people's lives. Jay explains a period for me means that I have a cycle like anyone with ovaries and I experience all the PMS symptoms and period pains. I use period underwear to be more comfortable while I'm on my period. I have never said period so much in my life and I'm actually disgusted reading this and my stomach hurts because this is disgusting. And this person is taking medication 
to make themselves bleed out of where I don't know. And no, you don't have a cycle like anyone with ovaries and you don't experience PMS and period pains. What you're experiencing is medically induced. I don't know what, but that's not natural, my guy. Also, you're a man. So shut the fuck up. I really hope my parents aren't watching this and I apologize to my podcast listeners. I don't normally like to curse. It's not ladylike, but this is absolutely disgusting disgusting, and I'm so tired of these people trying to erase women because that's what this is. This is men trying to come in and take away from women experiences that are inclusive to them. I have gone and I have talked to so many men on the street who are confused, dressed up as a woman, and I'm like, I'm sorry, but you will never be able to give birth. You will never be able to have a child out of your own body, you're not going to be able to grow one in your womb because you don't have one. You don't have a period. So stop being ridiculous. I went to a woman's march back in 2019 and I ran into a biology professor who had a transgender daughter. And I said, can your transgender daughter have a period or give birth? And she said, no, that's crazy. And she asked me why I was being a psychopath and even asking that question. And I said, it's because people actually believe these things. And now we're seeing uh, this, this mentally ill man who's taking medication to try to reenact a period. Oh, whatever. And, and again, I very much was live and let live, but we've gotten to a point in society where I can't say that only women can get periods and that there are only two genders without being deleted. And when I get deleted, mind you, uh, you know, that's my entire career. My Twitter account deleted, had all of my connections there, had my entire entire journalistic career on there deleted. More importantly, all of the uh, news articles that linked my footage and wrote stories about how Black Lives Matter was stopping Black men from being able to go to work, all of that type of stuff. That is how big tech is complicit in rewriting history is by deleting journalists, is by deleting these scientific and biological facts. And it's why propaganda is so easily allowed to spread in our society and why so many people are very confused. Now it gets worse. Per the Daily Mail, 007 could be non-binary. Britain's most famous spy could be in could in future be someone who considers themselves neither male or female, says Barbara Broccoli. Okay. When I first read this, I thought that it was a Babylon B uh, headline, which is a satire news site because who the hell is named Barbara Broccoli here? Apparently, she's an American uh, producer. And also, James Bond could be non-binary. Okay, so the whole entire concept of James Bond is that he's a masculine figure. There's... He, a lot of masculinity going on over there throughout the years, throughout the decades. James Bond has always been seen as a figure of masculinity of, I guess, what the traditional male would be, like a traditional badass guy, right? And what is Hollywood trying to do? Trying to erase that. And why is that? Because just like this man who thinks he can get a period, it's all about erasing normalcy. It's all about erasing gender. It's all about erasing the truth. So we're living in this weird society where up is down, left is right, war is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength. Every single day, our reality looks more and more like George Orwell's 1984. And it should terrify a lot of people. The fact that there's our Americans still willingly wearing face masks or people around the world still willingly wearing face masks because they're scared 
because they've been so psychologically tortured by the media and our government to fear a virus with an over 99% survival rate. That should make a lot more people sad when they see someone outside with a face mask, because I want you to understand that that person wearing that face mask is a victim of psychological torture and conditioning by our media and government. And if you think that's extreme, we have parents who have kept their children inside for the duration of this entire pandemic because they were so scared that their child was going to die from COVID. And now we are seeing again the complete destruction of gender, of men and of women in our society. We're living through a time where people want to say, if you're a man and you have a dick and balls, but you can also have a period and have a baby. No, you can't. No, you can't. And if I get deleted off the face of the earth, social media wise, then guess what? I'll go outside and I'll scream this in people's faces because that's what these psychopaths need. They need to be told to their face. You're crazy. This is not correct. And no matter how many times you try to pretend it is, it will never be. But unfortunately, our society has been so engrossed with this nonsense that we are now seeing a trans swimmer, Leah Thomas, who's breaking records in her swimming career. Now, from the Daily Beast, record-breaking trans swimmer Leah Thomas shrugs off critics talking about swimming as her authentic self. And that is the picture of this um, strapping young man pretending to be a woman here. Just because you grow out your hair does not mean you're a female. A trans university swimmer attacked by right-wing media for smashing records in her first meet as a woman says she expected some pushback but has chosen not to engage in the nasty online debate. Over the weekend, Leah Thomas, now a member of the University of Pennsylvania women's swim team, after three years on the men's team, smashed multiple swimming records at the Zippy Invitational in Ohio. She came in first during Friday's 500 freestyle finals, breaking a national record. On Saturday, she set another record in the 200-yard freestyle, and on Sunday, she broke yet another record in the 1650-yard freestyle. The New York Post editorial board slammed Thomas in an essay on Thursday, calling the swimmer selfish for competing among women, citing an anonymous female teammate. The column mentioned how unhappy other members of the swim team supposedly are to have Thomas as a member. And since that has come out, a second female pen swimmer has stepped forward, describing her teammates in tears. The second female pen swimmer to speak out was granted an anonymity due to what is viewed as threats from university activists and the political climate. She wants people to know that pen swimmers are angry over the lack of fairness in the sport as Leah Thomas destroys the record books and brings fellow teammates to tears. So this uh, second swimmer comes forward and is quoted saying, that her fellow teammates feel discouraged because no matter how much work they put in, they're going to lose. Usually they can get behind the blocks and know they out-trained all their competitors and they're going to win and give it all they've got. But now they're going to have to uh, know that no matter what they do, they have no chance to win. And um, this anonymous swimmer says that they're just really discouraged and they uh, they don't have any hope for their swim careers. So this is. Truly sad to see that this man is taking away from these female swimmers, taking away their ability to smash records, to, you know, I don't know, potentially get more scholarships maybe, potentially have a more lucrative swimming career later on in their lives. This is terrifying to see and it's very sad 
And if you think that this is where the whole transgender issue stops, I wish I could say, okay, yeah, it's bad that this man is coming in and breaking all these females' records and, uh, you know, ruining their entire swim career and university experience. Uh, It gets so much worse than that. Now, a male inmate claiming to identify as a woman secured a transfer to a Washington women's prison where he groomed and raped a developmentally disabled female inmate. Princess Love allegedly returned to using his male identity immediately upon release. And this article comes from um, 4W, which is this website called 4W. And it says trans identified male inmate groomed, raped a developmentally disabled female inmate. Princess Zoe Marie... Andromede Love, born Hobby Bingman, was convicted in Louisiana in 2003 after raping a 12-year-old girl. Love was sentenced to six years but was imprisoned for just two. After his release, he moved to Washington State, where he was required to register as a sex offender. In 2018, Love was arrested again on other criminal charges and declared a transgender identity, which required the state of Washington to ultimately relocate him to the Washington Correction Center for Women. Love's transfer was completed in January of 2021, and four months later, a whistleblower from the correctional staff reported to a local radio program that love had been found having sex with a female inmate and uh, basically this inmate was developmentally disabled had been groomed by love into believing they were soulmates um but there you guys go it's just such a disturbing story here and yeah not being reported by the mainstream media i wonder why that is I wonder why that is, my friends. But this is our society now. Hope and pray you don't go to prison because a man could say, yeah, I feel like a female today and then go and rape you. That's our society. We have only uh, two genders, but if you say that, your entire career could get destroyed and ruined. You could be called a transphobe. Just like J.K. Rowling, you know, who created the entire Harry Potter, Potter series and then got disinvited from her own anniversary of her creation because she's a transphobe now. It's ridiculous. Society is ridiculous. And we need to continuously push back against this, not because we're mean people, but because this is what happens when we are progressive and inclusive as a society. This is what being progressive and inclusive leads to. It leads to men raping women in prisons. Disgusting. What the hell's going on? Why do I have to ask that question every single time I come on this show? I'm living in crazy land. I'm so tired of this society where we have to worry about other people's feelings when these people are mentally insane. You don't go to a mental institution and the doctors aren't like, oh, how are you feeling today? What do you identify as today? We are going to adhere your medical treatment to what you identify as today. No, people in mental institutions are crazy. And for some reason, they're out on our streets. It's a lot. Now let's talk about IHOP being canceled by, again, the same crazy people who cancel everything in society. Apparently this sign was at an IHOP. It reads, due to the fact that Biden gave out 
way too much free money and nobody wants to work anymore. We are forced to reduce our hours during the week. And then they say, thank you for your understanding and patience, IHOP. Now cancel IHOP or boycott IHOP was trending all day long because people were super mad that IHOP called Joe Biden out for paying people to stay home. That's exactly what he did. Why do you think there's still, to this day, so many now hiring signs on so many different types of businesses? Because nobody wants to go back to work. And it's so funny to me, too, because the media this past week was reporting record job growth, the best job numbers we've ever seen in history. We'll be getting into that in a second. But um, on top of the media covering up for Joe Biden paying people to stay home, the media has also been covering up for the inflation rates and the economy and uh, trying to pretend that what we're all living through is normal. We remember seeing from CNBC why inflation's actually a good thing. We remember from, I believe it was Business Insider or Bloomberg, well, yeah, store shelves are empty, but that just means we need to live like the Europeans a little bit. Americans have way too much. We're way too greedy. These empty store shelves are going to be a good lesson for us, okay, guys? That's how the media was running with empty grocery shelves and record high inflation rates and record high gas prices and all this other nonsense. They were just like, oh, well, it's just normal. It's not a big deal. Uh, I'll play this clip on my show tomorrow. We we also had members of MSNBC basically saying that Joe Biden's COVID response is the fault of Donald Trump. I don't know how they made that leap. We'll play the clip tomorrow. Uh, but again, from Chuck Ross, he says a report that the White House National Economic Council has been spinning newsrooms for more positive economic coverage. And he's an investigative reporter for the Washington Free Beacon. Um, so on the right, you have the National Economic Council chief, Brian Deese, trotting out positive headlines about the economy. And then on the left, you have this tweet from Oliver Darcy. And it's a picture that says White House quietly tries to reshape economic coverage. And uh, it's basically, again, the White House asking news organizations hey can you just kind of like write positive stories about the economy and then the white house comes in and is like wow look the economy is doing great look what the media does now jack Posobiec posted this meme that really lays out perfectly again well, like the media latest headline record job numbers great job joe biden the most people are unemployed than they ever have been uh, Jack Wasobic points at, puts up this meme that reads, close your business, lay off your employees, falsely pr promise to end COVID, win an election, reopen businesses, rehire employees, call it record job growth. Please, everyone in this chat, watching this show, listening, sharing it, please remember that it was not COVID that shut down the economy. It was our government that shut down econ our economy. And then it was the government that reopened the economy and then is now taking credit for the regrowth of the economy that they destroyed initially. That's what's currently happening. Um, but despite that, because it's not as simple as like, okay, yeah, let's just reopen the economy. Cool. Because Joe Biden still is not allowing us to fully reopen, um, which is why we're recently, you know, we saw the highest inflation rates in 30 years. Well, from CNBC, we now have the highest inflation rate in 40 years. Inflation surged 6.8% in November, even more than expected to fastest rate since 1982. Inflation rose 6.8% from a year ago in November, slightly higher than estimates according to the Consumer Price Index released Friday, excluding food and energy. The CPI increased 4.9% in line with expectations. Surging prices for food, energy, and shelter accounted for much of those gains. And again, 
many people might be like, well, I don't get the economy. Like, how does this make any sense? What does the inflation have to do with Joe Biden or the empty grocery shelves have to do with Joe Biden? Well, Biden, because of all of his vaccine mandates and all of his shutdowns and COVID restrictions, has not allowed the economy to fully reopen. So basically, we are not putting out enough product to meet, like we don't have enough supply to meet the demand. There's also many other factors like people not wanting to go to work because they either don't want to get vaccinated, they don't want to adhere to COVID standards, or Joe Biden's just basically paying them more to live off of the government and unemployment than to go back to work. Uh, also remember in several states to get unemployment, you don't have to... Um, you know, be offered a job and accept it. You just have to be actively looking for a job. I read so many news articles where restaurant owners or business owners will say people will come in and they'll interview for a job, but then they will call them back and offer it to them and they won't accept it because all you have to do to collect unemployment in certain states is to be actively looking for a job. But you don't have to actually accept the job. So that is just a couple of the ways of how Joe Biden is complicit in destroying our economy, just, you know, not allowing us to reopen. And uh, he tweeted this out today, which was like the most hilarious thing I've ever read. It goes, the United States pays its debts when they are due. That's why today I signed a bill to fast track the process to raise our debt limit. And my first thought on this was, what? How does that make any sense at all? So we're paying our debts on time, which is why we have to raise the debt ceiling because we have too much debt and the debt's getting kind of too close to the debt limit. So we're just going to raise it even though we're paying our debts. Bitch, what? Can you explain? Can somebody explain that logic to me? I don't understand it. It's like calling your credit card company and saying, I'm making all my payments, but also I don't have that much money on my credit card left because I haven't been making my payments. So you should probably just kind of raise my limit. Am I, I am living in crazy land. Did COVID take us all out? And am I living in hell? What past sins did I commit that got me in this, this horrible hellish landscape? I apologize, Lord Jesus. Please, please end this. The United States pays its debt debts when they're due, which is why we have to raise the debt limit. Joe Biden's verified Twitter account. We are such a freaking joke. We really are. We truly are. And if you think that that's where the insanity stops, it's not. It's not. Now, we've been reporting on a massive crime surge nationwide. There's a lot that is uh, going on. And... Um, let me see here, actually. I don't even think I added this video in. Let me try to add it super fast so I can play this for you. But basically, smash and grabs are currently going on nationwide. Uh, for example, this is a video from Philadelphia. This past weekend, two people just strolled out of a Macy's in Philadelphia with their arms full of stolen merchandise because that's just a normal thing now in America. You know, if, in, if you're in a blue leftist-run city, Democrat-run city, well, you can kind of just go and uh, rob and loot whatever you want. If you're in San Francisco visiting, please remember to um, put a sign on your car window that reads, Please don't break my windows. There's nothing valuable in my car because your windows will be broken. That's just a normal thing that happens over there uh, because it's, you know, lawless, just full of crime. Um, in Chicago, <clears throat> one of the areas that is constantly hit by this crime, uh, Lori Lightfoot had a message to business owners. Let's listen in to what that was. I'm disappointed that they're not doing more to take safety uh, and make it a priority. For example, we still have retailers that won't institute um, plans like having security officers in their stores, making sure um, that they've got cameras that are actually operational. 
Okay, so instead of saying, wow, there's a massive crime surge because we're so soft on crime in Chicago, Mayor Lori Lightfoot instead says, well, maybe business owners should like put a security camera up or like pay for their own security. Like it's really, it's just, I'm really disappointed in them. From CWB Chicago, this article came out this past weekend and I'm just going to read this to you because it's hilarious. Watches worth two million taken in downtown smash and grab as retail raiders strike again and again. And this is the lead of this story from CWB Chicago. This story was supposed to be about how shoplifting raiders stole thousands of dollars in merchandise from the North Face store on Michigan Avenue to two days in a row, but not anymore. Chicago police are now investigating a smash and grab. Uh, team who stole an estimated $2 million worth of wristwatches from a luxury car dealership near the Mag Mile on Saturday afternoon. Less than an hour earlier, at least six thieves mobbed an Oak Street retailer and escaped with over $20,000 worth of coats. And it all happened as the Chicago Police Department supposedly had a special plan and extra resources in the area to make sure the downtown retail strips remained safe. Shortly after noon on Saturday, two men entered the Bentley Lamborghini and Rolls-Royce dealerships at uh, Rush Street. One of the men used a hammer to smash a display case containing extremely expensive watches. And again, those watches were worth about uh, $2 million, so a two cool mill. But uh, per Lori Lightfoot, again, mayor of Chicago, maybe I should have just invested in more security. Maybe I should have just gotten a camera. Then that wouldn't have happened. It's not our fault that we defunded the police. It's not our fault that we're soft on crime and we allow it to run rampant. No, it is the business owner's fault. So please do your part. I'm very disappointed. I'm very disappointed. Wow. Mayor Lori Lightfoot, what a gem. What a just beautiful contribution to society and America. <sighs> now let's get into some COVID news. Because if we're not talking insanity, economically, scientifically, gender-wise, then it has to do with the never-ending pandemic that we're all living through, the super scary Omicron variant that's going to take us all out, the variant that's so dangerous, in fact, that we're ignoring all of the South African doctors that have been reporting the exact opposite. And we now have New York Governor Kathy Hochul imposing a statewide mask mandate with violators facing criminal penalties and up to a $1,000 fine. Now, couple of uh, episodes back, we laid out how we're being set up for another wave of lockdowns. And here we got, here we are, guys. We're inching closer. We are now seeing the re-implementation of mask mandates and the threatening of $1,000 fines by another tyrannical governor. We're not surprised, though. And this same governor was a... Uh, Pictured, as you guys can see here, with school children, she's unmasked, as are all her counterparts, but all of the little kids, the ones who are least at risk to die from COVID, are all masked up. Kathy Hochul, governor of New York, you get a $1,000 fine if you want to open your business and live life normally and not have to force people to wear face masks, as is an unconstitutional thing to do. You, the peasant, are very much disciplined for that. But Kathy, Kathy's better than you, and she doesn't have to wear one. Only the little kids around her have to wear them because little kids are dirty and gross, and Kathy can't be around little kids unless they're wearing face masks. This picture actually really pisses me off. I was actually at a bar this past weekend, and I'm sitting there without a face mask on, and 
I'm looking at all of the wait staff and servers who have to wear a face mask. And it just feels gross to me seeing how we now essentially have a case system, cast system. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. Uh, but essentially, this system where you can tell who is at the top of the food chain based on whether or not they have to wear a face mask. It's very sad to see. I don't like to see that we are now all being separated as like a servant class and upper middle class or whatever, you know, label you want to put on that. Either way, it's disgusting that this is our society now and that more people are not upset about this. I go to restaurants and I ask my server, can I request that you don't wear face mask when you serve me? Because I don't like that. I don't like seeing you abused and I don't like taking advantage of it. And a lot of the times the servers laugh and they'll go, oh, thank you so much, but I can't. It's the company rule, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, that's really depressing. If I were you, I'd quit my job. But again, I am very blessed to not have a job that requires me to wear a face mask. And I know not everybody is as blessed as I am. But I really wish people didn't have to live through this. Now, it gets even crazier. Uh, my friend James Klug reported this last Thursday. LAPD showed up to Watts Middle School to investigate a viable threat of a school shooting, the school director allegedly denied LAPD officers access to campus because they didn't have vax cards per law enforcement source. He then goes further into the story and says more details. The LAPD unit there today is an assigned security detail following yesterday's threat investigation. One officer used the restroom on campus instead of leaving the area and both were told to leave because they didn't have their vax cards. So imminent threat of a school shooting or investigation of a school shooting. Well, if you don't have your vax card officer, that is more dangerous than a shooter on the loose. We're going to have to ask you to leave the premises. Welcome to Clown World in 2021. If you thought it was crazy now, buckle up, boys and girls, because 2022 is an election year, which means things are going to get batshit crazy. So that's what happened in L.A. last week. Now, Eric Swalwell, who we all despise, tweets this out today. Prediction, we can go from 60% Americans vax to 80% if we require vaccines to fly. Eric Swalwell, take this tweet and shove it up your stinky ass. That's all I have to say. Again, pardon my French on this episode, but this pisses me off, okay? So what Representative Eric Swalwell is essentially saying here is, Hi, I'm a tyrannical asshole, and I want to impede on your right to have bodily autonomy. I'm going to continue to advocate for abortion rights so that you can kill innocent children. But if you want bodily autonomy and don't want to get forced vaccinated for a virus with an over 99% survival rate with a vaccine that doesn't work, by the way, um, you're probably going to have to get at least five to eight booster shots. We don't know yet. Um, yet yeah, you're, you're not going to be able to be a part of normal society. I'm a dictator. You need to listen to me. I really cannot stand our politicians, and I pray to God that I run into Eric Swalwell in the flesh one day, because I'd love to question this man like he's never been questioned before, and as the media should be questioning representatives like this, because this is, uh, that is the tweet of a dictator, that is the mindset of a dictator, that is the mindset of an authoritarian psychopath, fascist, take your pick on what type of label you want to put on that man disgusting and it's ridiculous that he has ties to the Chinese spies as well and for some reason he's still in Congress so many moments I'm speechless this episode truly truly and let's talk about a couple of more things here this article came out from CNN COVID-19 patients at this hospital are dying at a rate we've never seen die before and it's taking a toll on healthcare workers wow so you're telling me that 
in the year of the vaccine, COVID patients are dying at a rate you've never seen them die before. That's pretty crazy because y'all told us, Dr. Fauci, CDC Director Rochelle Walensky all told us that when the vaccine popped up, we'd be fine and dandy. We'd be peachy keen, baby. So where did that all go? How are we seeing articles and headlines like this one? And more importantly, why aren't we seeing any reporters looking into why more people are dying? Oh, why? Because nobody cares and nobody actually cares about our health like they say they do. Color me shocked. From the Daily Mail, vast majority of Britons have no protections against Omicron. After 100 days, two AstraZeneca doses offer virtually zero defense, while two Pfizer jabs provide just 37% of protection against the new variant. But boosters cut risk of illness by 75%. So there you guys go. People with just their first two AstraZeneca jabs have almost no protection against the Omicron variant. Congratulations to everyone who got vaccinated. You are now unvaccinated. <laughs> Welcome back to the club. Welcome back to the club. Just kidding. You're not in the unvaccinated club because you have weird chemicals flowing through your body that we don't. And also, because you started, you might as well keep going. So uh, sit down, shut up, and get ready for the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth vaccination. That's your life now. You have donated your body to the government. Have fun. Now, this picture has been circulating. Very suspicious. Another thing that, of course, we are going to question. Pilot deaths increased 1,700%, and that's only the first nine months of 2021 and over. Uh, so they had this uh, like memorial page for pilots that have died. And the first person that I saw tweeted this said, look at the difference between 2019 and 2020 versus 2021. And if you look at this page, in 2019, they had one pilot that died. In 2020, they had six. In 2021, there are three entire columns on this page of pilots that have died. It's just, it's strange. I'm not saying what these deaths are attributed to, but I'm saying in 2021, there is a certain variable that we didn't have in 2019 and 2020. And if we look at this page, 1,700% uptick in death. Now, this could be, you know, attributed to old age. Maybe all of these pilots were the exact same age and they all died at the exact same time of natural causes. We don't know. But there certainly is a different variable here in 2021 that we didn't have the two years prior. And again, just to look at these exact numbers, again, 2019, one pilot death. 2026 pilot deaths. 2021, 109 through September. Very interesting. Now let's take a peek at Germany as well, because we do like to cover some international COVID news just to see what's coming to America. We've been covering the Australia COVID camps, uh, aka concentration camps. We've been covering New Zealand and how their prime minister was like, yeah, um, the vaccinations are never going to stop. Yeah, that was her exact quote there. And we've been looking at Germany because they've just been spray, pa spray painting. They've been pepper spraying the elderly who have the audacity to go out and protest for their rights. Well, it gets so much worse than that. From the Gateway Pundit, ritual humiliation of children in Germany. Kids are forced to go to front of class and state their vaccination status. The, vaccin the vaccinated are applauded. Children in Germany are put through the ritual humiliation of going to the front of their classroom and stating their vaccination status. And of course, those vaccinated are applauded and the unvaccinated have to explain why they haven't taken the jab. 
Journalist Alex Story reported on the ritual humiliation of the children in Germany, and that comes from GB News. I do not have the video clip pulled in, but I will potentially play this on the show tomorrow so we can actually listen to that report. But that is what is that is what children in Germany are experiencing. And then um, German police have started measuring distances between people with folding rulers in public. Uh, you guys can't see this video too well, but basically the German police are going out there with rulers and trying to make sure that people are the proper distance away from each other outside. So just more insanity on that front. Finally, let's go ahead and wrap up the show with the uh, tornadoes that have hit Kentucky. Very devastating news on that front per the Daily Mail. At least 70 are killed by 18 tornadoes in Kentucky's deadliest storm in 130 years. More than 100 deaths expected across six states as twisters level entire towns. Tornadoes ripped through Missouri, Arkansas, Tennessee, Kentucky, Illinois on Friday, causing mass destruction. The Kentucky town of Mayfield was devastated by the storms with the courthouse losing its roof and its tower. Early estimates suggested that the tragedy is the deadliest tornado striking Kentucky in more than a century. And of course, during these trying times, we have uh, Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky coming forward and saying that, you know, he tweets out his heart is broken for all those suffering from the terrible storms. He and his team will do anything he can to assist local and state officials as they lead the immediate response and will aggressively help families, businesses, and officials access recovery resources. Of course, Eric Swalwell, great guy that he is, retweets this and goes, we should do all that we can to help Kentucky, but also um, do not for one second forget that Rand Paul has voted against helping most Americans most when they're most in their times of need. So great job to Eric Swalwell. People are dead. They died from a natural disaster that, again, the media and Democrats are trying to blame on climate change. Never capitalize on a good tragedy, I guess. That's the Democrats. That's the left. They're disgusting people. And they do this every single freaking time. They take anything that they can and they try to mold the story and take anything that they can inject fear into it, whether that's about COVID or climate change or racism, and throw it into the American sphere to try to scare the crap out of everyone and then allow the Democrats to come in and pass all of this just stupid legislation, stupid policy that actually does not help anybody. Matt Walsh points out, one of the reasons the tornado was so uniquely deadly is that it hit a huge factory where many dozens of people happen to be working at the time. This makes it a great tragedy, but it has absolutely nothing at all to do with climate change. So again, just another example of how the left loves to capitalize on a good tragedy. Heartbreaking to see but there you guys go. That was our news over the weekend. I am going to be traveling this week. So you will still have two episodes. This is one of the episodes of this week. Tomorrow, I will have another episode out for you guys. And if I can, I'll try to put another one out for you potentially on Friday. I'll let you guys know. Um, if breaking news does come out, I will try to go live if I can on my Instagram. I've since been, like I said, put on timeout for talking about the differences in genders. But uh, I'll put up videos either on Locals or Instagram or maybe here on YouTube. So look out for that. And I'll be back tomorrow for another episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. If you do like the show, it helps me rise up in the charts. It helps other people find the show. Rapid Fire with Savannah Hernandez. Please go leave a five-star review. Or please go uh, subscribe to my Locals, savsays.locals.com. And my website, savsaysofficial.com. So you can always find me. We can always stay connected in case anything ever happens. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode. My name is Savannah Hernandez.